Greetings and welcome to the Nifty Show. I'm Joel Kahn, and alongside sitting in for Riles today is the one, the only Sir Lord Travis Wright. Hello, Trav. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing out there in the Nifty Land? Good, good to have you here. And uh, I believe this is a, a guest that you connected us with today, who's doing some really good stuff. Do you want to maybe go ahead and talk a little bit about your encounter with him and and for sure. that intro? Yeah, I met uh, our guest here today, Punacha. I met him at um, in New York City at NFT NYC. There was a an event put on by Meta Good and the On Chain Monkeys, and I just briefly saw him speak after Chris Snook and I. And then I had to boogie over down because we had the uh, we were doing something at Radio City Music Hall later on that day, Joel. So that was the day that I met Punacha, and they're working on something with Deepak Chopra and his foundation there on a project that is basically the metaverse platform and community for good. And so some of the things that I've been working on with, uh, you know, ancient wisdom and the soul shamans and the different project around that is like, they're doing a lot of stuff and they got a really big heavyweight behind them with Deepak Chopra. So I wanted to have them on the show and chat about what they're doing. Excellent. Punacha uh, Machaya co-founder and CEO of Siva.love, S-E-V-A. It's a metaverse platform for well-being. Punacha, welcome to the Nifty Show, sir. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Travis. I'm excited to be here. It actually all started here at Art Basel a year ago, so it's good to be back here today. Yeah. So you, you've got a background in wellness and saw the, the connection and the ability how Web3 could help bring wellness to the masses in this new blockchain world. So maybe tell us a little bit about your journey and how you ended up here. You know, I started off my career in 1991, right? It was basically early days with internet, high-speed internet. I saw what happened with video. I was part of Motorola, birth of the mobile phone. And really I saw this kind of, what we all have done is that high-speed internet, mobile, audio, video, kind of addiction, all the ills of the internet, which is happening right now. Then I saw this movement of Web3, the shift between Web2 to Web3, where for the first time I feel with all the experience we've had in the traditional internet, how do we create a more conscious internet? And the movement from this renter economy to an owner economy, finally artists being at the middle of this revolution. So my perspective and Deepak and me, I'm also the CEO of the Chopra Foundation, you know, before we took meditation online. The world's largest online meditation experience is the Oprah Chopra meditation experience. So we said, can we take a billion people to create a more peaceful, just, sustainable, healthier, and joyful world? And can we use Web3 as a platform to do this? And this really became the birth of Seva.love. Seva means service, and love is the only thing that matters. And love is actually the operating system of Seva Love which um, based on four attributes, we call it the four A's. The first is attention, deep listening. The second A is appreciation, understanding each and everyone's uniqueness. The third A is affection, love, kindness, tenderness. And the fourth A is acceptance. How do you use this as the fabric of Web3? That really became our journey of Save Our Love. It's really, it's really interesting to me. It's almost like, you know, I, I'm of the belief that you know, we are spiritual beings that's having this human experience, right? I'm really big on Nikola Tesla, how he said, think of everything in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And once I embedded that in my psyche, I really started diving down a whole lot of a lot of areas in, in, in consciousness, super consciousness, the dimensions you know that we're in, 
Um, you know, and I think, wow, if we're in the third dimension and there's as many dimensions as there are in an octave, we got some work to do probably. Like if we're still here on earth, we're in the playground of earth. We got some work to do. And one thing I've always admired about Deepak Chopra is his willingness to explore new spaces, right? Mm -hmm. I remember I download, I bought the app actually for my, for my Xbox. It was called Leela. And Leela mm -hmm. was basically this really cool meditation app. And I was looking into that. I was like, man, this has such, such potential once we get into a really cool AR, VR world. Like this kind of thing is going to be submersive, like immersive. Right. And it's, it's really fascinating to watch the space and as it grows. And so I'm really curious about, you know, what you guys are planning for the metaverse. Like, so you, you're talking about a metaverse for good and encouraging people. How do you envision the metaverse or the Web3 of the future? Right. So I think when you look at Save a Love, our goal is to really create an inclusive metaverse. So I think we believe there's going to be multiple metaverses. Our metaverse is going to be horizontal. It's going to cut, cut across multiple metaverse experiences. We want to help people with, I would say, seven areas, right? Nourish, move, healthy emotions, mind, body, sleep, connection with community and nature. So when we help the help people do these seven areas of well-being you return everybody to homeostasis so what this really means is that since you mentioned ar and vr everything we experience in the world this particular conversation we're having it's we call it sift sensation image feeling and thought when i'm playing fortnite or call of duty or roblox you know it's evoking a sensation image a feeling and a thought and if you can actually work with this experiences, you can change everyday reality, right? If you just think about it, every 40 seconds, you lose someone to suicide globally, right? This mm -hmm. was before the pandemic. The second leading cause of death among young adults in the United States is death by suicide. So where are they? They're not done. We need to outlaw. We need to outlaw suicide. That's what you need to do, right? Just make it illegal. That'll solve everything, it, right? It's what's happening right now. Is that <laughs> just, we're in this turmoil right now. Right. What so we much. need to do. We need to do is to kind of when, when you think about what's happening i feel like you know the children are right now on gaming platforms it's not about don't play a game it's about how do you change the mechanics of the game so imagine going to fortnite and having a place when you're healing you get you to breathe right and by breathing you activate your parasympathetic nervous system so what this really means so on one side we're designing experiences like the journey to self which is an immersive meditation in in la creating in real life experiences along with vr experiences we launched a platform called Chopraverse. It's called Chopraverse.io, right? Where we're actually recreating Deepak's home in the metaverse, where you can actually go into the house and experience maybe a sleep meditation in the bedroom or a cooking lesson. And and actually, one of the, you can actually bring up the site if you want. It's called Chopraverse.io, right? We're actually going to create these called house, houses of enlightenment, we're calling it. But that's kind of our first, I would say, foray into creating this immersive metaverse experience. It's going to be VR, AR based. We're starting off with VR, but then we kind of go into multiple platforms. There's Roblox for children and obviously other experiences as we build the platform. Yeah, I see of, on here, Chopra yeah. Kids on, on Roblox, yeah. leveraging exactly. the existing uh, you know, platforms to... Our goal uh, is not to recreate. Our goal is to... Go talk to a Fortnite on Unreal Engine. Go talk to you know existing platforms and just add in this well-being layer and this layer of uh, social impact, right? And that's really what we did. I think when we launched, we kind of we said, how do we create community? You know, so we went with Amelia Clark and we raised awareness for brain injury recovery. 
The second drop we did was we went and raised awareness for education of the girl child in Nepal. The third one we did, we basically looked at rescuing three bears in Mongolia. But we worked with Wisby, who's an NFT artist, you know, and really got the bears, you know, to be rescued and, you know, flown back to Mongolia. And these were climate change refugees. You were like, why did we rescue bears, you know? Uh, and then we're looking at different topics. We're addressing topics like FGM, female genital mutilation, uh, addressing topics like violence against women with a collection called Women Making Waves. So this is kind of our goal is to look at community, going from audience to community. I love it. You know, when you're talking about the seven elements of well-being, it's almost like you can utilize your platform as a proof of wellness, which would be POW, right? right. And like yep. sometimes people need a little POW, a little proof right. of wellness. Like, right. did you did you prove that you did this today, right? Like a lot of people, if you gamify certain elements and make it fun, it's almost like, you know, some people left to their own devices are like, all right, I'm going to sit on my butt all day and not do, oh, oh, but I got this game. I got to do this. I got to do that. People will do that stuff for a game where they won't actually do something for their own well-being. So gamifying some of the elements of this could really be beneficial to folks. Absolutely. In fact, we're going to launch this kind of a community. We're calling it Gabble, G-A-B-L. It stands for give. If you ask, borrow and love. If you have extra tomatoes, give it to your neighbor, right? If you mm. want, if you can't walk your dog, ask for help. B, if you're going camping down this, don't buy a new tent, borrow one, right? And the most important thing, have love in your life. So we all want to kind of create this mechanics called gabble, which allows people to bring communities. When I came to this country in 91, what is amazing that I could go down to a community center. I could go hang out. Where are the communities? You know, they all disappeared, right? Everything's become so transient. So I think we need mm. to bring, we still have 10 toes and 10 fingers, we need to really bring community back. What I love about Web3, community, right? There is no middleman. It's we can create our own community, nurture it, manage it. And that's really why, why Deepak and me are so passionate about the movement. Yeah, there's some really interesting stuff happening on the site here. What's the, uh, the call to action? How can people get involved and get plugged into all the things that you're doing. So it's one of the things that from time to time, like example in Art Basel right now, I'm doing this job with City Kids, right? Which is a key tearing the world's, his largest uh, banner, which is being showcased over here in Art Basel. But the why are we doing this? Is to really help kids understand that liberty is wobbly, that we all need to be proactive. Two, we're talking about art and education, right? One of the best things we can do is bring art back into schools. And so that's a call to action. Let's support this drop, bring art back into our education curriculum, bring it back into our communities. So that's exactly what's happening in City Kids, our drop right now. So the call to action is that go to Save a Love. We're constantly keeping our community engaged on different topics. And periodically over the next one year, we will actually share different uh, initiatives we are involved in. This is phenomenal. I love I love what you guys are doing. So whenever I think Michelle had reached out to me originally and was like, hey, let's have a conversation around what Deepak Chopra and Punacha is doing in the metaverse. And I, immediately I was like, yes, let's get them on because I saw you speak at the event in NFT NYC. And I was like, this guy knows what's going on. He's the he's the head of the Deepak Chopra Foundation. I mean, come on, that's 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 you've you've done an amazing job in your career and you've done it in a very selfless way where you're trying to help others learn the power they have within. And I don't know that enough people realize the strength and the power that they actually have as a spiritual being in this human meat suit, right? 
Hundred percent. You know, like you know, we, we in Eastern wisdom tradition, we divide life into four phases. The first twenty-five is education. The second twenty-five is fame and fortune. The third twenty-five, which is where I am in, is at fifty-two, is give back. And the fourth twenty-five is who am I? Deepak at seventy-six. Who am I? Right. So our goal is to really constantly, you know, look at you know how do we kind of create this awareness? We talk about consciousness, right? I mean, the work we're trying to look at now is the role of psychedelic medicine. If mental health is a crisis and the traditional healthcare system is not working, are there new avenues? So, working with people like Paul Stamets, looking at psilocybin, looking at new molecules for mental health, also for neural inflammation. From a foundation side, I'm focused on two areas: mental health, and the second one is health span or longevity. Mm. Right? People are going to live longer, but how do you improve the quality of life? You know, the last 20 years of your You know, if your lifestyle cannot be had been hospital, you got to live nicely. So that's going to mm-hmm. become a big focus for us. I love what you just mentioned there, Joel. Talking about some of these things that maybe were on the fringe even ten years ago, like people talking about psilocybin, like that's oh, psilocybin, you're a druggie. Like, but I I read this book recently called The Immortality Key, and it's by Brian Morasco. I don't know if you've read it or not, but he he basically goes in and talks about archaeology. Where the you know the agricultural revolution was actually because they could make beer, <laughs> who would have known? But then the, then women were basically taking the beer ergot infused beer, neutralizing the ergot, and giving people this graveyard beer that was essentially LSD. And they were having trips where they were seeing their their ancestors going to the other side, and so they had that quote, you know, "Die before you die, so you live forever." And then it was wild to me how they were to out. How uh, spirituality and religion evolved over time, and what what originally was here's a mushroom and here's some psychedelic sangria. Somehow it turned into here's a white cracker and some grape juice and have a spiritual experience where it, it, it totally diluted. And they kicked all the women out of the church. You know, when Constantine came in and said, "Hey, Christianity is now the official religion." All right, these women they're kicked out. We're not even going to put the Gospel of Mary Magdalene in the Bible. Like there was some to me it's like it just seems there's a little there was some stuff going on that probably wasn't, you know, what we thought at the case and and I think if women realize that, they probably get really upset how they got marginalized out of religion and then if they were making any of this psychedelic sangria, now you're a witch and we're burning you at the stake. Like So we're coming around now, Punacha, to a time where these things are more acceptable. And I personally, Joel, Joel's not, but I personally believe that if everybody had a dose of psilocybin once a year, we would we would be so much better off as a civilization because people would be more happy. They'd feel more connected. They'd feel that they're a part of something greater. And right now, with with religion kind of waning over time, people aren't having these spiritual experiences like they used to. I mean, I think you hit one nail on the head. What's happening today? Why do why are youth struggling? Right? I think there's a trust crisis globally. Mm-hmm. There's a trust crisis. What used to happen? People trusted God, parents, religion, nature, states, CEOs. All of a sudden, today, there's no trust across the board. So, mm-hmm. what we need to do is to bring trust back. So, when somebody's posting something on you know on Twitter, on Instagram, or Snapchat, everything, all hell breaks loose, right? So what we need to do is to build trust, and trust is only built through intimate connections, and and that's why I go back to Web three. Web three is about trust building. You know, when something like what's happened right now with FTX and all of that, 
great. Because it's going to really double down on building trust right now. What does it really mean to build trust? And that's where I think for for us, it's time to build, right? 40 mm. plus years of research, right? We can now go and prove to you why yoga, why meditation, or why some of these molecules are beneficial for you. So science is the new religion. So we can bring in science along with these facts and then bring it to communities. And that's really where I think we are really focused on right now. Everything we do at Save a Love is going to talk about social impact, talk about well-being. And, you know, we should make disease optional, right? People should not die of disease, right? And if 95% of disease is because of lifestyle. And so mm. when we are looking at the whole movement of Web3 is to really bring education and awareness into the ecosystem. Mm. It is a lack of ease, a dis-ease, you know, and, and you learning learning some of these tactics and tools in the in the in the toolkit is helpful. Like when you go through and do some of those relaxation exercises, and you you know, I've noticed like if I'm going off and do meditation is becoming more of an important thing. Is that you know you start get connected. I think if you can quiet your mind and quiet your body. That's when those spirit guides or whatever's out there, maybe it's your higher self from another dimension whispering to you and trying to get you to do something while we're here because we're a human being having a human experience for a very short time. So we got to get ourselves in action. And I love how you guys are helping people with their actions. And I love what you guys are doing to also amplify. So it takes a community, it takes a village to bring up a child, right? That's why in this whole Web3 metaverse space, we need people like you, you know, you guys who are amplifying, showing the light, and it takes a village. It's very easy to point fingers. Now you're just swiping from Hillary Clinton. <laughs> but really, I mean, I, it takes a village. I really need to, and I think. Uh, no, don't take that village. Take a different village, not that one. She's yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, there's eight billion people out here. You're right. It's so so many people. Maybe a couple good parents couldn't hurt yeah. either. I do want to. Uh, unfortunately, I, I, there's. A shortage of those. I want to talk real briefly about this. I know we're going to be we, wrapping up here, but you know, the Maharishi effect, where it talks mm-hmm. about how there was 7,000, you know, Buddhist meditators that were meditating ab- about peace for the earth, only 7,000 of them. And then scientifically, in certain cities around the world, what was it like? Crime decreased by 20 some percent, terrorist attacks decreased by 70 some percent. That's 7,000 people. So my thought is, is like, wow, well, how do we organize, as you say, you know, a community of people who are attuned to meditate for certain causes at certain times? Because it seems to me that the Chopra Foundation has so many people that are tuning in. If if we could find a way to activate them to do something, like it can have profound effects as we try to weave through this crazy times that we're in. And if, because we're not careful they're going to use some of this blockchain stuff for authoritarian means if we don't find a way to weave through it because of that distrust. We don't have it. So maybe that's a question is, is that that Maharishi effect blows me away when it's so few amount of people can have such a big profound effect. How do we do that at scale? I mean, uh, that's really, I think it's one person at a time. I think when I look at these kind of conversations, you know, we look at today, what Deepak has started and many other people have too. But over the last 10 years, today we don't need to talk much about meditation, right? People know meditation. It's almost like a zeitgeist, right? Mm -hmm. So from our perspective, we said we want to reach a billion people in Web3 because we believe that's the tipping point. And we say for a more peaceful, just, sustainable, 
healthier and joyful world. That is the mission. That is the vision. Every day I get up in the morning, I ask myself the question, what am I doing today to really live this mission? And then I think at a more granular level, we talk about joyful, energetic body, loving, compassionate heart, reflective and alert mind and lightness of being. That's mm. what we want to do every day. And that's how I believe if you were back pain, fix the back pain, joyful, energetic body. Second thing, love and compassion in your heart, because otherwise nothing really matters. Then reflective and alert mind. Then who am I? Lightness of being. And I think that's what every day, every conversation and the power of, you know, this what we never can ignore, the power of human intention. The intention we set today is a butterfly effect, right? How do we, we as Save Our Love, enable, become part of the journey for a more conscious Web3, for a more conscious metaverse? And that's how we call it well-being in the metaverse. That's really what we want to talk about. And there it is, gang, doing good stuff. The metaverse platform and community for good. Seva.love, S-E-V-A.love. Panacha, thanks for uh, for coming on Thank today. Thank you so much. Spreading good stuff around. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Very grateful. And we appreciate all of you joining us. And, of course, you can subscribe. You can review. You can uh, tell a friend all about Web3, Metaverse, Play and Earn Games, and NFTs here on the Nifty Show. And, uh, Trev, do you remember how we end this show? Oh, aren't we, like, supposed to keep it nifty or something? That's it. Keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Riles are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Riles say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go! It's the Nifty, really kind of spiffy. The Nifty Show.